0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, April 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We got to hear from Patrick Mahomes on Monday, and that means you will too. You'll hear the entire 15-minute question and answer session with reporters, where Mahomes covers a range of topics like the health of his injured ankle, the motivation after winning a second Super Bowl, working with receivers and tight ends and running backs in Texas, and he weighs in on topics outside the team, like the Jalen Hurts contract and the shooting of Kansas City teenager Ralph Yarrow. But we begin with my conversation with star columnist Vahe Gregorian, kind of a Patrick Mahomes interview pre-game show. Okay,
2: let's get started.
0: We have not had a conversation for a podcast in a little while, a couple weeks maybe? Yeah, uh,
2: probably probably about two weeks.
0: I don't know if I've... We've, had a podcast since you've been home from New York, um, maybe,
2: maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I think we got something in it. May have been over the airwaves. Um, was it
0: Royals related or
2: boy, I, I don't know. You know, you wouldn't know that we're both two <laughs> over sixty guys, widgets. <laughs> That's
0: exactly right. At any rate, um, you know, we we talk about college basketball. We talk about baseball. So when I kind of discovered that the Chiefs were having media availability this week, I'm thinking, what for? <laughs> is it? But that's, again, I'm, I'm forgetting. It was uh, to introduce phase one of phase one. OTAs. How could we forget phase one?
2: Uh, how could we forget <laughs> it? And really, that, that actually speaks to the core of what's going on here, Blair. This is phase one of their, you know, bid to defend the Super Bowl. And it is every bit as mundane as it sounds. It is, it is. But but on the but we on, got access.
0: That's right, access. We got to talk to Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes, and Nick Bolton, and on today's show, uh, you're going to hear later from Patrick Mahomes, who I thought was pretty good. You know, it was, it was a Zoom call with about forty reporters, and you, you got a question in uh, that was I thought Mahomes gave a, a good answer to. Uh, I want to ask you about what you did with that response. Uh, in a column, but there were basically what this time of year is about. Uh, it's put behind the accomplishments and at least begin to think about what's next, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought Mahomes had a pretty, pretty definitive answer about what his line of de- delineation was for that, right? It was, yeah. Uh, his Vegas trip.
2: Yeah. With Travis yeah.
0: Kelsey that. Um, um, it's been a week or a little over a week out in Vegas. And, Lord and, knows
2: and let's do hope that that stuff does <laughs> stay in Vegas because I don't exactly know what happened on that trip. I just know that there, it was during a period of time that Patrick may not have stopped drinking the whole time. <laughs> There's a chance.
0: <laughs> There's a chance.
2: I mean, was, I don't know if there was a concert involved in the middle somewhere, but I just, you know... Let's face it. There's there's parade Patrick and then and and I guess Las Vegas Patrick and then that's it, right? I mean, I, I'm I'm sure he uh, uh, has ways of enjoying his life. We see like you know the the man about the country going to all these things, but sure. but by and large, what we know him for truly is his work ethic. I mean, we understand that, and that's that's um, so that to your point about the line of delineation. I think you said that was you know maybe two weeks after the Super Bowl, and it was like okay, and I think. You know with him you know he's had such a long-term relationship with his uh, personal trainer bobby stroop i mean that goes back to when patrick was seven or eight so this isn't just checking into a gym i mean it's uh emphasis on what we're working on now what what, what we need to do and also you know patrick's various injuries and we heard a little bit from him today yep, about that about his ankle yeah so um pretty contoured to his needs and, and to what he's trying to to work on and you know on from there to now, for lack of a better term, we'll just call it Camp Mahomes with having the having the receivers down there. So, I think um, I don't know if you would call this sort of you know gentle striders uh, towards everything, but I think it, it, to hear Andy Reid speak, that's all sort of the point of this. It's just you know kind of get the blood flowing, get get the muscle memory, uh, it, you know some some shots, develop relationships, start start sorting those things out. Um and, uh, yeah so that's that's a lot of how it seems to me
0: and is it your understanding uh because again we are north of a certain age um was last year the first time he did the Texas tour uh, yeah uh, it was the, it, the, the it, Texas camp I should say what
2: i don't recall is cuz the year before well now our years are really off Two years before would have been the COVID shutdown. That's right. Obviously, he was doing some form of working out down there. I don't know about 2021 what, what was going on, but I'm virtually 100% sure that last year was the first year it was being done. And part of it, I think, was motivated, driven by, you know, a big turnover in, in who his receivers were going to be. Correct.
0: Just just getting to know yeah. his, his new targets.
2: Yeah, so many new ones. And um, I'm not... 100% sure I know exactly who's down there now. I mean, we know roughly who's down there. Well,
0: one thing that um, that I paid attention to was it's not just wide receivers, it's tight, tight ends A's and, and running backs, you yeah. said. So, yeah. anybody who's a potential target, I guess, yeah. uh, would, would be down there.
2: And I suppose it was that way last year, too. I think that's right. Um, so, I, now, what I don't know is you know like so Justin Watson just signed a two year deal was he already down there like did they anticipate that did he is, yeah, he, he, is he there yet I all those kinds of things so but, look, I think you know we could we can point to this in any any sports realm, right the more familiar you get with people, and nothing like i don't know if there's any combinations that matter more in terms of synchronicity and and timing and chemistry than. Quarterback receiver, right? Obviously, the line has to communicate, but you can't simulate that, right? Without a rush, I think a lot of ways you can simulate the work you need to do properly with just slinging the ball around. Mm-hmm. Well, how many
0: times have we heard um, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey say that they just knew where each other was going to be, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, and then you, you know you see a replay, and so how in the world did? Mahomes know Kelsey was going to yeah. break this way. You
2: yeah. Know, what did they, but they knew. They knew, and, you know, oftentimes it seems they don't need to say it out loud, but I, one of my favorite such moments was two of them, right? One where the uh, do it, Kels, do it, Kels, against the Bills, based on conversation they had. Uh, like Walking walking, Kelsey, yeah. to the sideline. Yeah, Kelsey kind of comes over and mutters in his ear, yeah. and then next thing you know that. And then, of course, the, I I can't even Excuse me, really bring back the words, but it might have been the Snow Globe game or one of those ones where Patrick's saying that the mic'd up version is Patrick saying, you know, how did you know I knew that you knew what I was (laughs) going to tell you not to do that you were doing? You know, something to that effect. And this is the most extreme version of that because there's something uncanny about those two. But I think that that's illustrative, if that's a word, of of what they want to create among as many as possible.
0: Um, So, if it's a second year in Texas, I, I just remembered that they they were not He did this in Kansas City after his first few years because I know at Bishop Miege. Oh yeah, yeah, up there. here, yeah, different thing yeah. In that
2: way, but but, but in parallel, it, yeah. right?
0: So in Texas, um, I, it's certainly a a trust, a camaraderie is built at these things. He said at one time they had a house on the on the lake. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Some probably some little extracurricular. And I think the way he, he phrased on. it was,
2: "They have a house on the lake. <laughs> I'm good where I am." <laughs> Nobody's staying at my place. I, I didn't. I, he didn't explicitly say that, but I inferred that.
0: And I happen to know because I was in Texas last week that one of the at least one of the workouts happened at TCU's indoor facility. Ooh. So when he said, uh, and you'll hear it later, that um, you know we've worked indoors and outdoors. The indoor part was at. TCU's indoor facility so yeah. I don't think anybody was here to snap it but it was reported that yeah. he was there
2: uh, he was there so by the way have we been missing an opportunity I've been trying to think this through like what if we just showed up at one of these places <laughs> with no I mean would we be you know oh, you, is there somebody gonna keep us out can maybe. we go in can we actually I shouldn't bring this idea up on the air at all <laughs> <laughs> well
0: maybe you should have cleats <laughs> you are the college wide receiver <laughs>
2: Which one of these guys is is, is, is thirty five years older than everybody else, and it does not look the part? Or
0: somebody to play D back, you know? Pylon. Yeah. yeah. To <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I bet it'd be. I, I bet it be fun. Um, the The image of what they do down there um, was like would be like oh hour and a half, two hours of work, and then, you know, Patrick actually mentioned this today these guys are giving up time to do that you better make it entertaining as well and yeah. that, that's what you know being on the lake is I, I suppose about
2: I think so and I, I think they even make it a little enter- I mean I'm sure they're not they're not goofing off when they're doing this but there's there's certainly seem to be breaks based on the videos yeah. I've seen yeah. the, uh, uh, I think it's Brad Henson Productions uh, hmm. on, on Twitter okay. does that you post some videos yep. Yep. from there so but I think it's just what you would expect it to be right you know go hard you know Take a take a Gatorade break and yeah. uh, you know tell some jokes. And, yep. Yeah. Um, and maybe a lot of this is what's the word? Where uh, uh, something's supposed to seep into you? Um, marinate. Marinate's good. <laughs> it's not what I meant, but marinate marinate's probably better. Permeate, marinate. Come on, work with me. Oh, you already did. I got nothing, Blair. it'll come to me by the time we're done.
0: Well, that should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> I got nothing.
2: Hey, so the, uh, while we're on this kind of topic, I, I showed you the thing I came across, the Nebraska uh, writer in the 30s. I, I was looking oh, back yeah. to this yeah, yeah, yeah. com thing. Yep. It says uh, the header of the column is, I may be wrong. <laughs> right. So you could use that if you want. That, uh, that
0: should be a universal <laughs> header for, 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 for stories. I may be wrong.
2: I'm really taking Bye. you astray. Sorry. <laughs>
0: That's all right. Anything else Mahomes uh, said that struck you
2: or so out to you. Um, um, I, uh, not, not so much. The, the way I think we talked about this before we started. Just this idea that um, the way he spoke about this tier of opportunity, kind of that they're at now, right? right. That, that the notion of having won a second Super Bowl motivates him more than ever. And he, as usual with Patrick, you know, he might say something like that, but then he also has something attached that makes you understand what he means. And in his case, he said. Because once you've been able to get more than one, it, it it demonstrates that you can attain it. So now the sky's the limit, and I think that's how he thinks it. And I use this in what I wrote today. I'm not sure I've ever explicitly heard him use the word, but I've heard enough people use this term, but I've heard enough people say it about him, and I think we understand his drive enough to be able to say, there, there's no doubt in my mind, He he is driven to be the best there ever was. That's that's what Patrick Mahomes is playing for, and I think he understands he can't do that all in one throw or one day. But but I, I, I did. Do you feel like that? Am I, yeah, am and, I on my the trail there?
0: And it make it also makes me wonder at what point in his life did he start to think that way? This is a guy yeah. who came out of college with yeah. a losing record, you yeah, know, with yeah. His career record at Texas Tech, and yeah, he shot up the draft board and but didn't even play as a rookie, right? And, you know, then has wild success in his in his first year as a starter, winning the MVP, but doesn't get to the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl second year. I mean, I wonder how that developed within, that's great, within him.
2: That is a great question, and I think one that's really pretty open to interpretation or open-ended. I mean, I don't know what he would say to that. Yeah. I um, mean, he couldn't, say, he couldn't really say it when he got drafted.
0: No, he, no, I mean, no, he was, it probably he was, wasn't really thinking that. But well, not even the first quarterback taken. Yeah. And, um, in fact, I've you know, said it before, I'll say it again. When the Chiefs traded up and it, to the number 10 spot, I thought they were taking Deshaun Watson. That's how, you know, unsure I was of Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I mean, yeah. I thought he was going to be a taken and, and, yeah. and a worthy quarterback. But I just thought that's what – I thought at the time Watson was the guy yeah. the Chiefs were looking uh, – would, would draft. But anyway, um, I, yeah, that's – the, the the best ever he, he's on his way <laughs> statistically yeah. you know yeah. and, and in terms of uh, achievement yeah. you know, he's on his way to that but um, but yeah maybe that's that's a story to pursue at some point yeah I you think know?
2: you're right I think there's something there to be explored and, yeah. and, and I, I I I would think as usual he would be able to give you an, an answer a that, thoughtful answer yeah. He, he, yeah he would
0: he would he would provide a thoughtful answer um, so at the end of this uh, Mahomes yeah, interview that which, you'll hear yeah. Yeah, you will hear, him. He, he's asked uh, by Aaron Ladd of Channel 41 yeah. about uh, Ralph Yarl, the 16 year old, state I think Staley High yes. student uh, who who was uh, shot while trying to pick up his brothers, uh, basically shot for knocking on a door or yeah. ringing a doorbell however he you know, was there and and so Mahomes was asked. National story, probably international story. And Mahomes was asked about it. I think you'll, um, I think you'll find his answer to be, again, thoughtful and uh, and not. He certainly doesn't avoid it or dance around it, but but tries to provide an answer that he tries to say the right thing.
2: Yeah, and and succeeds at that. I think. I mean, I think you know making the. Not like you said, not shrinking from it, not going overboard, but make, it, but being Patrick, a, a measured, uh, empathetic response. Like, clearly, had followed the situation. It wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't winging it, and he certainly has made uh, everything from socially aware to civil rights statements before, um, and. Uh, as ever, really, it's it's rather incredible. I, I I feel like he almost never has said something regrettable or misspoken, and in fact, the the opposite, often apt on important things. Right. He, he
0: he never chooses not to comment. He never. Say, yeah, he never says, "I'd rather not speak to that."
2: I I agree, and I think this is me going far afield on you again. But what's interesting to me about Patrick is, I think I think all these elements of him are kind of one you know one collective soul one entity of his like that these all flow together his awareness on the field his knowledge how to speak with anybody that approaches him his depth of just ability to feel the moment whether it's on the field or with people Uh, all those I feel like flow from the same thing with him and and that answer today was was it was important and good and and uh I think another reason why Kansas City can feel proud, this guy is the face of the city in so many ways.
0: No doubt about it. And Pete Gradhoff wrote that story for us, that's on KansasCity.com, and then he ended it with a question from our buddy Steve Walls about Jalen Hurts, who signed a record-setting contract just today. You and I are recording this on Monday afternoon, but Jalen Hurts signed the the largest annual value contract in NFL history. Uh, five years, two hundred and fifty-five million. It's yeah. fifty-one million a year. Okay, yeah. So five times 255, two fifty-five. Yeah, um, And and said exactly what you would think he would say, right? Nothing but congratulations and good feelings toward Jalen Hurts, and deserves it. Um, I, I just again rising to the occasion.
2: Yeah, and its I'll tell you, this is really interesting. This is another thing for us to explore and write about Patrick at some point. I think this this season makes sense. He still resonates and connects with uh, fans of other NFL teams in ways that most people at the top don't. I mean, there might be an exception. I don't know exactly who that would be, but certainly Tom Brady didn't have that going for him with other fan bases. No, right? no. But I can tell you from whether it's Eagles fans, friends of mine, or you know somebody in Denver or whatever. I mean, you you can you can go around the country, and the, the the NFL fan who who also admires Mahomes is quite common. And even if it's you know he's beating their team, and it's because of that kind of grace and and I think the way he plays, but also you know you know we see him do the, you know the count thing with the Bears and a couple of things like that. What you don't see him do is really trash talk somebody. You know, when he does those mic'd up things, usually what you hear is good hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's and, right. You
2: know, yeah. great job and, and, you know, some kind of version of his laugh <laughs> <laughs> and, and that makes him so appealing. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's why and, and I, I, I'm assuming that the mic'd up version is the version he always is. Uh, we yep. don't know that, but well,
0: it's in the heat of the moment too. So you figure that's the well, that, that's the true yeah, self.
2: You're right. That's more so than the, than the consciousness of the mic'd up. So, um, so I think uh, in the, even right in the wake of the Super Bowl, the, the things Patrick had to say about Jalen Hurts right after the game went over big in Philadelphia, and you know I, there was you know a bit of a brewing storm there with the loss and you know it, it, some of the way the Eagles fans felt about some of the calls, et cetera, but. Um, I I think that was also part of the equation.
0: I've heard from uh, people who are fans of other NFL teams whose children have Patrick Mahomes jerseys. You know, they could be living Uh, in a different part of the country and cheer for their team that they've they've rooted for their entire lives. Yeah, but their kids like Patrick Mahomes. That's
2: listen. You remind me of this. I went to Florida for something after the season uh, to see friends and picked up a car and at the the uh, airport rental car. The, the the guy asked us where we're from, and we told him. And um, he's Dolphins fan, and he's and we brought up Mahomes. And he said, oh, "I love Patrick Mahomes." <laughs> he says, "If you don't love Patrick Mahomes, you don't love football." <laughs> and I think that's that's kind of part of the whole thing, too.
0: I think so too. One day, you and I will have a discussion about whether whether or how it would play in a different market. I think it plays yeah. so well here. Yeah, um, it might be different in New York or Philly.
2: It know. might be. It
0: might be. I don't know. I, I, yeah. don't, I it could be totally wrong. It would take some. Um, it would take the combined experience of us and having worked and lived in different places to come up with something semi-intelligent about it. But
2: I think I think it's innately interesting the, the concept, and there, there's probably an approach to 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 it that we could figure out. It'd be interesting to get Alex Smith on the topic.
0: That's a very good point.
2: Because Alex Smith I do think sorta of, not sorta of, really did in many ways show a path for Patrick. Um and Alex I don't know how Alex was in the Bay Area, but he he I think had it rough with with his critics. I don't know that I don't, sure know, that, and I don't sh- know that you know the fan base, the media, I don't know how that all integrates there.
0: He certainly showed grace when he lost the starting job to Colin Kaepernick.
2: Yeah, he, he absolutely he did. And, and, and here, you, you know, we I think we've talked about this a number of times. I never even saw him look crosswise at somebody for a, a silly question, and, and that, that could have been me. Uh, you know, I mean, well, it was me. Well, <laughs> yeah, it could have been you, but it was, it was definitely me. Uh, well, I, okay, I don't, <laughs> don't want to occasions. forget the qualifier. It was me, all right. I, I, I'm going to leave you out there to dry. But I mean, never, never once, never an eye roll. Never smart, right. Alec, and I don't know. You tell me if you've seen it in six years of Patrick now or whatever it is—six, five, five years of Patrick full time now. I've never once seen him—not at all—demean somebody with his response.
0: Not at all. So, okay, I think you're going to enjoy Patrick Mahomes' responses to the questions that he received at the uh, uh, at the Zoom call on on Monday. So, bye. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Blair. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening.
2: All right, uh, we'll kick it off first uh, with <clears throat> Vi Gregorian. Go ahead, Vi. Hey, Patrick. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I wonder if there yeah, have two questions. One is just how quickly do you think you were able to turn forward from winning the Super Bowl and and kind of what was the mechanism that? And then I'll have a follow up, Brad.
1: Um, yeah, I mean the the one thing about winning the Super Bowl uh, is your off season gets a lot, a lot shorter. So uh, I turned forward pretty quickly. I would say it was probably after I went to Vegas with Travis. After that, I was ready to, to get back to the next season. So uh, we, we we celebrated for about a week or two, and um, you go on little trips here and there and for relaxing. But uh, I try to get in like two or three days. Um, of of workouts in with Bobby and and try to build up uh, so that now I'm I'm kind of back in that OTA mode and ready to go.
2: And I know you think about this stuff, but but how would you say your sense of motivation is changed or the same from having won two Super Bowls now and two MVPs? What what's sort of bubbling inside you now with with that underneath you? I think I think to me it makes you even more motivated. I mean, you can see the
1: the uh, where you can get to. You can see that uh, obviously uh, winning a Super Bowl is so hard to do, but once you're able to do it uh, multiple times, you see that it's, a, it's obtainable to go out there and get more. And so uh, uh, for me, I understand it's going to be a, a challenge every year. Uh, every year is a new year. You need to keep getting better and better. Um, but the motivation is to continue to try to do whatever you can to get back and win that game.
2: Next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Patrick, you guys said goodbye to Juju and McColl, and and that means that Kadarius and Sky Moore are going to have bigger roles. Just when you think about those two guys and love your comments individually for each guy, but what do you think they bring to the table, and what gives you confidence that maybe they could even have more production next year?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think the biggest thing, I mean, you start off with getting those both those guys in year two of the offense um, and letting them expand their roles. Um, I, think you, I think you could see it, especially with Sky at the end of the season. Um, how he was getting more and more of them involved in the offense, and I think he'll he'll continue to to take those steps and be even better uh, this next year um, when when he's being he's more comfortable can utilize his talents even more. And then with uh, Kadarius, uh, I mean, I think y'all saw the the upside this last year of how special of a talent he can be, um, and so to have him in that offense another year. Have him working with with Coach Reed, and how we practice and training camp. I think he'll have his body in the best shape uh, that you could possibly be in to go out there and and uh, be healthy all season long. And so we're excited for those guys uh, to to take that those next steps within this offense. It's
2: good, next to Sam McDowell.
0: Good, Sam. Hey Patrick, um with the with the draft just coming up in about 10 days, just wondering if you could um sort of backtrack to your draft night. Um obviously I know you talked a lot about just how it came to be with, with the marriage between you and Kansas City, but just specifically the experience of draft night, as far as who was there, what that night was like for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, my draft experience was, I mean, it was it was awesome, obviously, but it was I didn't know kind of where I was going to get drafted at. Uh, I think at the the very end, I had a sense I was going to get drafted uh, higher than I even expected. Um, But I had chosen to stay home. I got invited really late to the draft um, because I think i rose up the draft boards pretty quickly at the end. Um, but I chose to stay home and be with my family and we kind of rented out the top uh part of a restaurant in my hometown and had all my family and friends there. And I, it was cool. I mean, obviously you get drafted to the team you want to get drafted to. Um, but it was early in the night, even though it feels like it's still like an hour into the draft at pick number 10. Um, and then I got to do the media and stuff like that, and then you you just enjoy that moment with everyone that's kind of been with you the whole way. And so uh for me, it was really cool to be able to be home, but I know I'm be excited for all these guys to get to Kansas City this week. I mean, I know it's going to be a special environment, um, and I'm going to try to make it out at least one night and, and be a part of it. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt.
2: Hey, Patrick, a similar question about the draft. Just how excited are you for Kansas City and Chiefs fans to kind of celebrate the Super Bowl again over the course of draft weekend here in town?
1: Yeah, I know I'm I'm extremely excited. Uh I remember whenever the draft got announced, I, I told uh Mark Donovan that I was gonna make sure they say world champion, Kansas City Chiefs, whenever they announce our pick. Um and so uh, I held my word to that. And uh, I don't know if it's ever been able to say say that in the the host city. Um, but I'm excited for Chiefs Kingdom to be out there and obviously supporting the entire draft uh draftees the, and their process, but supporting the the Kansas City World Champion, Kansas City Chiefs whenever our pick comes up. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go to Herbie. <laughs>
2: That's good stuff, Patrick. How you doing, man? Good, good, man. <laughs> hey, I got two questions here for you. We're a little more than two months removed from you having the most watched right ankle injury in the history of the Super Bowl. Where would you say you are health wise on that now? And, and uh, I'll have the second one after that.
1: Yeah, I think now it's it's been more about uh, just kind of managing it, uh, but getting the mobility back as best as I possibly can. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a hundred a hundred percent, but I've had no necessary limitations. It's just when you go through a grind of a week of training and you're trying to push it and go through the rehab process, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're still building. Um, You might be a little sore on the weekends, but I think we've done a great job of pushing it to the right limit um, to where now I'm throwing and stuff like that and having no limitations there. So I think there'll be a running and cutting. There'll still be a little bit of limitations going the next few weeks, but I'm going to happy with where I'm at. um, And we'll keep pushing it and uh, getting me to the right spot for the the beginning of of the season.
2: Pete asked you earlier about some of the, the new wide receivers or, or some of the wide receivers you're working out with down in Texas. But Justin Ross, he's he's, been, he's gone viral with some of those videos. What have been some of your impressions of him now that you've got him there working away from the team?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean the talent's through the roof. I think anybody can see that. And I think he's gotten better and better. And even though he wasn't uh, active all year long, he was in the building and he was able to see the guys – um, and how we do things and listening and being in some of the meetings and stuff like that. And so I'm excited for him, man, to get out there and be able to get the reps and practice and and get the, the little fine details that we like to do in this offense. And um, like I said, the talent's there. He works his tail off. I'm, I'm like, man, you got to ease up a little bit. He wants to run, run the, every route 100 times, but uh, you rather have to ease up on the guy, make, make him kind of ease up on himself. But, you know, he wants to work and, and to be the best player that he could possibly be. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Patrick. Good to see you. I have uh, two questions as well. Um, my first is going through the scheme evaluations with the coaching staff and looking back on the season. Has there been something that you've identified even already that you want to improve on for next season? Yeah, for me, I think – I mean, I knew during the season this last year, I thought there was a couple of the deep throws that I didn't hit that I usually do. So just trying to get back to that and and, and being able to hit those opportunities whenever I get them because. Uh, we don't get a lot of them. We get a lot of too high coverages and stuff like that. So whenever I do get those opportunities, I want to make sure that I'm connecting on those. Um, and then little things, I'm just trying to get myself out of funks uh, within the game. I mean, there's just times where I feel like I lose my footwork, which would which causes me to, to kind of have those uh, spells where we're not scoring points. Um, and instead of pressing and trying to do something extra to make stuff happen, just kind of getting back to the fundamentals and getting the ball out, which I think I have gotten better at, um, but at the same time, that's something that I have to work on every offseason. Yeah. And secondly, um, because you're doing the throwing sessions again with the guys down in Texas, um, was there something that you wanted to add that's new this year or that's different from years, you know, from last year previously because you went experience last year? Um, I think I had a better game plan for it just in general. Uh, just having a place for those guys to stay, um, getting the guys down here, and and with several weeks, but several different days that they can make it, so they don't have anything they can they can be here for at least two or three weeks at a time, um, and they don't have to worry about having to fit it in their schedule. They have uh, several opportunities, um, and then I think the, the the biggest thing was I just had a, a better plan for what fields we could use: grass field, option turf field, indoor um and and the timing so that we can get the guys in and out and they can still live their lives and and be in virtual meetings and stuff like that so i just had a better plan for myself of getting those guys down here and I, we've had a great turnout man and I, i'm excited for these guys because everybody looks hungry and ready to go let's go next to adam teicher adam?
0: hey patrick uh welcome back to the uh, football season i wanted to um ask you about the ankle again um yeah, I remember a couple of years ago when you had the foot surgery, you felt like that maybe set you back a little bit, even when the season started. Do you feel like there's going to be any uh, long-term setbacks here and uh, with, with that ankle? And Brad, I'll have a second question
2: as well.
1: Um, I, I don't think the ankle. I feel like the foot was way more um, serious, I guess you would say, um, than the ankle has been. I mean, the foot with having the surgery and having that, that cast on, it, it just really cut my mobility down a lot. And so I had to really work through that even into the season that next year. Um, with the ankle, I, I felt like we, we've we improved, uh, especially these last few weeks, a ton um, as far as the swelling that went down finally. And um, I, I don't have that soreness just as much as I was having it after a few days of work. And so uh, with the, the improvements that we're making these last few weeks, I, I have a, a great feeling that by the time we get to training camp there will not even be any any question at all and so uh, we will continue to work through it OTAs I don't think there'll be any limitations on reps or anything like that um, especially I'm not running around a ton um, but at the same time we'll continue to the rehab process and making sure that by the time we get to training camp I can just roll out there and feel perfectly fine.
0: Okay and it sounds like you're sort of a for lack of a better term, the coach of those workouts down there. Is there value in that for you, maybe leading those workouts with no coaches around where you're sort of the guy?
1: Um, I think there's a value to, to me talking to the guys like that, especially when you get new, new guys in um, and I'm working with everybody that kind of is on the roster. And so uh, for me to explain how I think of the route and how I teach it and then them being able to go to the virtual meetings now, um, and hear how the coaches teach it. I think it gets a it gives them a better understanding coming from different perspectives. And I've, I've actually been proud of guys like uh, Sky and uh, Marquez, especially. I mean, just how they've been able to help teach these guys that are new to the team, um, how we run routes and everything like that. And I think that helps them as well. And so it just builds those those relationships at the same time as uh, those guys learning the offense as quickly as they can. We'll do a few more. We'll go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey Patrick, you you talked a little bit about what's going on down there, um, but you know, Coach Reed says one of the reasons too that he likes to do this now virtually, this is phase one, is it gives guys a little bit more of a rest and recovery period. Does, does that still ring true for, with with what's going on down there? And what's what's life down there? What do you guys call it? Is it is it Camp Mahomes? What what are you guys doing down there when you're not playing football? uh no i mean uh so i, I definitely i uh, think they get more rest and, and stuff like that we get the workout in we kind of manage those guys uh especially the days we run routes uh making sure they get work in but at the same time they have their legs um and then i feel like I have, a, I have a good feel for how much to push those guys where they can get the routes in what they need but not too much and i think them just being um kind of not necessarily in the building we we're in the building so much especially when you get to the the super bowl the season's so long and i think them uh, they're all staying together at a house that's kind of on the lake. So I'm sure they, they, they have, they're having some good times out there. And then they're able to get there in the building, uh, work out and get a few routes. And then they're, they're done for the day. And so uh, we I don't know. We don't have a name for it yet, um, but uh, we'll we'll get some uh, lunches and some dinners and uh, we'll we'll be ready to go whenever we get back to KC. Last two, we'll go Aaron and then Steve. Go ahead. Aaron. Hey, Pat, appreciate the time here. It's, it's not football related, but
2: one of the things that's on the mind here in Kansas city is a case. that's kind of got some national attention. This Ralph Yarl case, you're a guy who's got a big platform. You've used that platform to talk about school age children and reading and all that. Maybe your thoughts on that case or just generally some of the gun violence we've seen in schools since the last time we've talked to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, first off, I just want to say my prayers and and support are for Ralph and and his recovery. I mean, uh, you never want these situations to happen. Um, but uh, especially from the details that I've gotten from it, I mean, it seemed like it should have never even happened. It should have been a, a easy, easy kind of conversation. And then both people go on their ways. And, and, and this kid being able to pick up his his family members and being with his family right now and not in the hospital. And so um, my prayers are for him first and his recovery. Um, and then, I mean, just hopefully the justice system does right by him. Um, and everyone involved, and, and we're able to not have to have these conversations, and, and we were able to hold each other accountable uh, for our actions. Um, and so, obviously, more and more details are hopefully going to come out. Um, and he and he makes a full recovery, um, and then uh, the justice system does its part, um, and that we're all held accountable every single day. We'll ask Steve Walls. Good, Steve.
2: Hey, Patrick, how you doing, man? I appreciate the time, man. Hey, uh, just want to ask you, I know guys don't like to talk about other players' deals, man, but since it was so record-breaking, I want to ask you about Jalen Hurts, a guy you played against in the Super Bowl, just signed a, a new extension. Uh, what does that say about the quarterback position and also being that he's a black quarterback as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, first off, gonna congrats to him. I mean, he deserves it. I think he's, he's someone that pays the position the right way, um, he goes about his business the right way, and uh, that's why they were in the game, the Super Bowl. And you know, I mean, he played a great game in the Super Bowl, and it, it proved a lot of people wrong, even that were still doubting him. Um, and so, um, obviously, it's it's great for the the, the quarterback position, the black quarterbacks that are coming up behind us, and them getting their deals. I mean, obviously, we know with Lamar and everything going on there, and trying to get get these guys the deals that they deserve. Um, um, but the set, I mean, it's just, it's really cool to see because now there's not hesitation on, on, guys to get these deals. And even if they have to utilize running, running, uh, to make stuff happen, um, there's such big impacts on, on the game that they, they're they getting the money they deserve. And so you, our job, um, in, in this league is to go out there and win football games and to make money while we do it. And I'm glad to see that the guys that are doing it the right way are getting the, the, the job security that they deserve. Patrick, we appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thank you
0: that'll do it for today thanks to producer randy mason for putting together the show and to our sports beat kc team of monty davis jeff rosen and scott Chasen. tip of the cap to Vahe gregorian for sharing his insights today's morning sports edition was 31 pages of royals major league baseball nba playoffs did you see what happened in the golden state sacramento game last night read all about it The Stanley Cup playoffs, auto racing, so much more. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.